<laughs> hey, what's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson back at it again with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. In this week's episode, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about a study that was done that links dementia to premature menopause for women. Yeah. Let's talk about that today in Dementia in Black and White. So, as you know, I'm always just kind of reading up, finding information on dementia. And, you know, oftentimes I'll read something and just kind of set it aside, but... In this particular article I was reading this week, I thought, let me just bring this to the Dementia in Black and White audience. Because I've seen or read before that dementia impacts women more than it does men. Just generally speaking across the board, I think something like 60 to 65% of all the dementia cases are women. And then, of course, it is true that women make up most of the caregivers. So certainly it's something that not only impacts those who have dementia, but the care partners caring for those who have dementia may also. Of course, risk later becoming a person with dementia. And so I wanted to just highlight this. It's an article from CNN.com. And they have a, a portion of their website called CNN Health. And this was uh, out March 1st, 2022. At least it says it was updated March 1st, 2022. I'm not sure exactly when it originally posted. And it's by Sandy Lamott of CNN. And the title of the article is Dementia Linked to Premature Menopause for Women. And just so that we're all on the same page about, you know, what age menopause normally happens and what is considered premature, it says here that um, 52 is about the typical age in terms of onset of menopause in the United States. This is according to the Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health around the age of 52. And so we're premature or this early is now we're talking about somebody who's getting it maybe before 40, of course, would certainly be uh, premature and then early would be between 40 and 45 if you're experiencing menopause at that point, well, then you are premature or early. All right. And it says here that women who do experience menopause before the age of 45 are 1.3 times more likely to be diagnosed with dementia by age 65. Okay. So what is happening 
And why would that be an issue? Well, just here reading from the article, it says functional menopause due to surgery is less less risky than biological menopause occurring early. So they're making a distinction between whether or not the early menopause might be caused by surgery versus being caused just, I guess, naturally. Certainly if you have your uterus removed, you know, these types of surgeries, then that may be a contributing factor. And then it talks about family history, autoimmune disorders. These are some contributing factors, chronic fatigue syndrome, HIV and AIDS, chemotherapy or pelvic radiation treatments for cancer, and then surgery to remove the ovaries and uterus, of course. And then it talks about smoking as well. These are some of these risk factors for early or premature menopause. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you consider the fact that we normally see dementia in older people, if an individual is experiencing premature menopause, that is essentially the body aging prematurely. And so quoting from the article, it says it has to do more with a rapid biological aging of all the body's tissues, including premature aging of our organs and their function. So you can certainly imagine then if your body is experiencing premature menopause, it is biologically or prematuring in terms of the aging of your organs. And of course, all of these organs work together. So we're talking brain and heart as well. And as these organs are aging, even though your clock age might be one number, if your organs are advanced in age, well, then you're certainly going to be more susceptible than to those conditions that we would normally see in people that are older, because we consider the onset of dementia to happen at a normal age when people are older, over the age of 65, and really even beyond that. I mean, I think when the signs are clear, they're usually, you know, on individuals in their 70s or even perhaps early 80s before the signs are really noticeable. But if you have a condition that ages your organs prematurely, then of course you probably are going to likely see maybe these signs of dementia even earlier. And so just generally speaking, it says here that the women who experience premature menopause are also going to be more likely to experience than uh, dementia, right? And then it talks about the role of estrogen. Quoting again, we know that a lack of 
estrogen over the long term enhances oxidative stress, which may increase brain aging and lead to cognitive impairment. So these are really just, you know, sort of biological things, uh, things that happen to the body, of course, naturally in some cases. In some cases, it might be other things that are risk factors that are going on, but certainly the result can be this mild, initially uh, mild cognitive impairment. And so in terms of reducing those risk factors, they talk about some of the things that I've talked about on this podcast. And certainly if you are hearing any uh, professional or any body who's in the field talking about what's necessary to reduce your risk, these things are going to be a familiar refrain in that regard. Diet, physical activity, controlling your weight, and eliminating smoking are the things that are going to help to counteract whatever might be going on, even if we're talking about something like the early onset due to premature menopause. And so what this does is just gives me the opportunity to harp again on the importance of all of these things. Of course, and these things are very similar to what you might see as well when it relates to heart health and anything that you do that's good for the heart is certainly going to be good for the brain as well. And so physical activity and diet, which is something that I, as probably many people struggle with. And, you know, at this time of year, if you're a religious person, certainly for those who study Catholicism, Lent is a big time of year. And that's 40 days where you might sacrifice or do something more positive in terms of your spiritual health. But this is certainly an opportunity, whether you're Catholic or even Christian or not, to maybe make a commitment to your health and wellness as well and try to do something over the next 40 days that will increase your brain health, that will help your heart health, that will reduce your factors for getting this dementia, for getting this condition that is something that is, of course, very taxing on our community and taxing on us as individuals, those of us who are caregivers. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to eat more locally sourced foods, try to find foods that are locally grown, getting more fresh produce, fresh fruits and vegetables. It's good to eat healthy in that way, but it is even better to step up and eat healthy that's locally grown. If you can get it, unfortunate to have a, a place that's nearby it's a health food collective. It's just a store. They have all the 
you know, kind of oils and herbs and all of that stuff that they sell. It's like a grocery store on one half, and then they have a restaurant with some seating on the other half. And they have a, I don't know, they call it some type of collective where you can sign up and get, uh, you know, package of locally grown vegetables and it's different every week. And I noticed that some of the stuff that they sell, it's not as pretty as the stuff that's in the big grocery stores and even whole foods, you know, sometimes that whole foods section, they got this big, pretty display of oranges and apples and fruits and vegetables and whatnot. But really we need to get away from making sure that our fruits and vegetables look good as much as that they are healthy. And so some of this, because it's locally grown, it doesn't look like it's the same shape. It might be a misshapen radish or a misshapen sweet potato or what have you. They're sometimes smaller in size, you know, because maybe they don't use all the GMOs, the genetically modified organisms in them. And so, it's that type of focus that I'm trying to focus on for me. And one of the other things I'm trying to focus on, too, in this 40 days is when I am going astray, when I am eating more processed foods, what is the precursor for that? What is the context for that? Why is that happening? Do I do it just because maybe I'm, you know, upset about something? Did I get some bad news? Did I have a rough day? You know, what might be going on emotionally for me at a time where I am choosing to reach for an unhealthy snack versus being conscious about what I'm taking in and more importantly, why I'm taking it in. So I am going to try to just keep a journal Particularly, again, when I'm reaching for candy or chocolate or unhealthy prepackaged food that's bad for me. What is going on in Matthew's life at that moment and see if I can figure out what the context is for when I'm eating unhealthy and then try to pay attention to when that's happening and avoid that situation. Or develop a different response to that situation, right? Just to see if I can notice when that's happening, notice that I'm about to get an ice cream sandwich or whatever, and then switch. Either get no snack and recognize that I'm reaching for the snack because of this emotional trigger or get a healthier snack. And of course that has to deal with having healthier things around, which I am trying to do. I already have been doing that in terms of having salad, having again, fresh fruits and vegetables around, but I still have to reach for those things. I still have to make sure that they become a part of my regular day, my regular diet. And so coming back to this article, That is just one of the things, and that's one of the things that I'm going to focus on. But certainly that in conjunction with the physical activity and the other lifestyle changes. I am not a smoker, so that's not an issue for me. But if that is something that you do, perhaps you can figure out some smoking cessation programs to um, get involved with. And of course, you know, everything in time. Don't try to do everything all at once might be good to just focus on one of these areas 
get that under control and then move on to focus on one of the other areas. It won't happen all at once. Baby steps, one step at a time. Give yourself a chance because there are so many things going on now. If this study is correct and if you believe it, that early menopause can increase your risk for dementia, then everything else that you can do to decrease that risk, limit your exposure, well, then that's something that you certainly should do. And particularly for those of us who are caregivers, we have this condition right in front of us and we're thinking, hmm, is it possible that I can end up in this situation? And just so you know, from what I've read, genetics is not a large percentage of the way in which this condition is passed on. So you don't have to really be concerned because your mother or father had dementia that you would somehow develop dementia. But it's more probably some of these other factors, the diet, the smoking, the exercise, the environment, the fact that you grew up where your parents grew up and ate what your parents ate and You know, if they had a a sedentary lifestyle, if you're following in those types of behaviors, those are more likely to contribute to whether or not you get dementia than the fact that they had it and genetically passed it on to you. So do what you can. And of course, as I say, that's wonderful what you're doing, taking care of your loved one. But in this article, it's really talking about things that you can do to take care of yourself, which is what you absolutely should continue to do every day, not just during Lent, but every day. Take care of yourself so that you're around to provide that care for your loved one. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this is Matthew Johnson, and you have listened to an episode of Dementia in Black and White. Until next time, I'm out.